good morning good morning um it's sunday the 21st of august so time is flying the year is moving along we're in the eighth month of the year and in four months time we'll be celebrating christmas so time has moved on a little bit and uh i thought i'd come on the podcast here uh, this would be a second one after my father, uh, my brother passed, and it would have been the 70th birthday of my father, who, um, uh, incidentally, um, he passed away when he was 44. So, what am I here today? Well, I just wanted to talk about um, fear. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, possibility of having spirituality in your life and having to deal with releasing that fear uh, while you're being spiritual um, and why we fear. So I struggled from severe anxiety. Um, it was debilitating to the point that um, it stopped me from doing a lot of things. Um, but I never had this pretty much most of my life. Um, but I do know that the points that I have had such crippling fear, it's stopped me from achieving great things or achieving things that I could have achieved, you know, uh, stopped me from traveling to a place that I could have traveled and seen and it stopped me from, uh, uh, from meeting, uh, friends that would have been probably amazing from um, becoming uh, uh, or doing a profession that I would have loved to do because of fear, fear of failure. And um, fear is all around us. If you think about it nowadays, you're hearing news about somebody who's got cancer, somebody uh, somebody has just passed away and died. Um, uh, there was an uh, um, earthquake here, there's a war here, uh, people are fighting, oh, you can't go out there, people are getting mugged, people are getting stabbed, people are getting shot. So there's so many things in life that are a precursor to us having that fear. Um, but how do we get rid of that fear? Well, we can't get rid of it in all in its all totality. You know, if I go to a doctor's and the doctor tells me today, like for example, when doctors told me you have this liver disease and quite possibly got five years to live, I was fearful. It's only normal. You know, I thought, wow, I like life. You know, I like to watch my old Arsenal. You know, I like to watch movies. I still got family. You know, I want to be around them. You know, I've got children. I want to see them grow. So, incidentally, that will cause tremendous amount of fear. But in the past, I was very good at getting out of that and getting back in gear and taking the bull by its horn and punching through. And there you are. I'm on the uh, other side. So, one of the things that will not help you uh, conquer fear is having people who have negative attributes to their life. So, those people who are 
the cup is half full kind of people. I prefer people who are they uh, cup is half full. Those are the sort of people you need to be around, you know. And if you're spiritual, for example, I would say if you align yourself with God, if, if you align yourself with Jesus, if you if you read the Bible, if you see that uh, having anxiety, there's several several verses that talk about not being anxious. Uh, because God is with you all the time, so that's something that can help you. And, and uh, if that's still like a problem, you know, have a look around to um, some books. That uh, there's a book by uh, Del uh, Carnegie called uh, "How to Stop Worry," um, because worry comes from fear. Fear then causes anxiety. And then we go into a spiral that will stop us from uh, being ourselves. Um, we can't go out of the house. We can't go meet our friends. We can't. We can't eat this. We can't eat that. So I can't eat this because I'm going to be fat. Uh, or I can't exercise because it's too painful. Um, or I have to drink so much because I don't want to worry anymore don't want to be anxious then causing yourself health problems imagine that so fear uh, causes us to really uh, not be functioning our best so that's the element of fear so I I'm gonna roll this back a little bit um, and then go back to my country Malawi and um, and talk about how my brother died. And, um, and believe it or not, that's fear. So, fear or shame or whatever it you wanna call it. Um, my brother was shot. Um, I wasn't there, but I've heard the story. Um, and the person who shot my brother, um, I believe, he was in fear. And that fear caused him to pull the trigger. And the trigger um, made the bullet uh, project itself from the firearm, um, hitting my brother in the heart, my brother losing his life. So, that's the kind of fear that I'm talking about. Um, fear causes us poverty. Well, one of the things I see, especially back, um, especially in the poorest countries, I don't want to just refer to Malawi, uh, one of the reasons why these countries are suffering and they're full of poverty, we have a couple of things that I believe are um, responsible for this. Like, uh, I think, first of all, being nepotism. Um, or you could call it um, uh, cultural bias uh, in other aspects. Uh, what I mean by nepotism is imagine I am the president of Malawi and uh, I decide I am going to have a cabinet and I want my cabinet ministers and all the uh, prominent positions to be filled by 
the majority of my family, cousins and friends. And yet these people are not qualified for all these positions. So what do I do? I put all my brothers and my friends in prominent positions, even though they're not qualified. Because I'm afraid that uh, if I don't surround myself with people that I know, who love me, who care for me, who will fight on my side, I will not have long to last in that position. So, therefore, I have incompetent people in prominent position when we could be growing as a people and we are actually uh, making a loss because of the fact that uh, we are afraid of something which hasn't happened. Imagine if you're a leader and you pick the right people to be in the right places, imagine what a difference that would make. So that's one of the things that we can really work on as a people, as a black people, as a, a, a strong, strong race to overcome that kind of fear. Um, and secondly, maybe I can uh, look at um, um, how fear of learning exposes us, exposes us to fall behind within the the world as it is today. Um, if you if you look at life um, and you're afraid to learn your mistakes for example you know um, I mean this incident of police killing uh, uh, people have been going on for years and I just believe that's another part of fear where people are afraid to uh, learn from their mistakes they think that they know everything so therefore they don't need to learn anymore and they stagnate because they have a fear so fear fear is a is it's a really really real real thing um i'll tell you one one example of myself um i remember uh growing up um especially being here in the uk and seeing how people reacted when I used to tell them that I was a Christian and that I read the Bible, um, and they reacted negatively and they laughed. Some people joked and uh, teased, etc. And I was afraid that I was not going to have any friends. Therefore, I decided, you know what, religion is not for me. I want to be blasphemous. I am going to live the life of. Um, someone who's not spiritual who does not have a spiritual belief whatsoever and um that didn't go too well that didn't go too well um, i believe the fact that i lost my spirituality was partly not fully partly responsible for how um, my life turned out in certain situations but that's just me, it's a thought, an opinion. Uh, uh, I'm no psychologist, uh, it's just an opinion of mine. Uh, I always felt that my life has always been better if I lived my life in a spiritual way, in a spiritual manner. I was surrounded by 
a spiritual uh, thought. So that's one aspect in which fear has affected me in my past. Um, uh, for a long time, I, I think uh, I've, I've always found it difficult to maybe start a course, for example, because uh, I'm fearful that I'm not going to be able to do it uh, because maybe uh, my reading skills are not the best, my studying skills are not the best. So I've literally forgone the aspect of that learning that would have probably empowered me to become better at being the person that I should have been. Um, but that's just my aspect and the aspect that I see how fear can, uh, can hold you back. So I hope that makes sense in a nutshell. Um, so this is to bring me to how I am feeling now. So you probably ask a question, you've lost your brother, how are you feeling uh, and how is life treating you? Um, a lot of people who want to know, they want to ask. So uh, the way I've been handling the situation is better than what I thought I would do. But that's to do with a lot of the work we've gone behind the scene, uh, working with uh, therapists, uh, working with uh, friends to um, uh, trying to keep my mind uh, harmonious. Um, and I think having a, a career in which I'm helping people has been really helpful for me because I feel this point in time I'm contributing to society, I'm contributing to people, I'm changing people's lives, you know, uh, by helping them uh, see a world in a different way, in a way that maybe uh, with hindsight, with foresight, maybe with a little bit of wisdom, with a spiritual wisdom, with its life experience wisdom, I can share that part with other people. Uh, so whether it be my my family, um, that's my mother, my sisters, my my brother, etc. Um, I've probably lived the world where out of sight, out of mind, in the past. Um, but not right now. I I feel I have a job to do. Uh, my job right now is to teach to. Um, to pass on wisdom, to have courage at this moment in time, uh, to not have fear, um, to move forward, to punch on. Because I think as you get older, you, you have to see life as half full rather than half empty. Um, as you can see, life is extremely short. Um, you know, uh, on average, men live around 86 years if they have a healthy lifestyle. So I am of the thought that I'm at age now where I really have to enjoy and gravitate to joyful parts of my life. So a lot of the stuff that's happened in the past should be swept behind, be forgotten, and we have to try to live in the moment 
and not project ourselves too far into the future because once you project yourself too far in the future then that worry uh, uh, is uh, blown out of proportion uh, with regards to things that will likely never happen um, so that's how I am managing to maneuver this situation that's how I manage to deal with grief at this point in time don't get me wrong I have moments where I'm like why did this happen why did my brother have to die I'm never going to see my brother again you know and then I get these moments of you know uh, my brother is in a better place my brother is uh, is resting now you know he's um, uh, with my dad you know my brother um, he's with my my cousins uncles aunties and all of these people from my generation that have passed on um, and then that fills me with with joy with that fills me with grace and that fills me with love you know so in all essence this is what I say I choose to live with love I choose to love my neighbor as I love myself I choose to love myself and in order for me to love myself I cannot fill myself with dread I cannot fill myself with anxiety I cannot fill myself with regret I have to fill myself with joy, peace, love. And that joy has to come from within me. The fact that I'm blessed enough to be here, to be alive at my age, to have outlived my father, to have outlived so many people who would have been even more deserving than I am all of life. I am so thankful um, that I have to believe in love. I have to believe in loving people, in caring for people. And I have to believe in the people who love me. Because believe me, there's so many people who love me. There's so many people who call me. So many people who are sharing their, uh, their um, cautionary tales. There's so many people who want me to do well. There's so many people who I can touch in, in their lives. So it's important for me to be able to rationalize um, situations like an early death uh, will be so sudden. I have to be rational and behave rationally and not cause myself to panic, not cause myself stress, not cause myself to be ill because I have aspects of life that I cannot control. So one of the prayers that I use is the serenity prayer. So it goes like this, God grant me the serenity to accept things that I cannot change. Give me courage to change things that I can. Give me wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time. And and I think that's just amazing, isn't it? Living one day at a time, accept things that you can change. Have courage to change things that you can and have the wisdom to know the difference, know the difference that you can't change certain things. When things have happened, they've happened, you can't change them. So I'll end there. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. You can come back and join me on my podcast on a sweet spot podcast. 
and we can talk about things that hit our sweet spot. So if you have a subject that you want to talk about, direct message me on my Instagram, Makawa Fitness PT, or you can direct message me on my Facebook, Harry Makawa, or you can find me on Twitter, Harry Makawa. So, so many places that you can find me at. Let's talk, let's discuss things. Have a wonderful day, have a wonderful Sunday. Love you, take care of yourself. Love yourself, peace, and God bless. Ciao, ciao.